It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fan? This is the solo act. Solo act for segment one. You got to hit them with a little shoulder shimmy. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Jake Lisko, well, he's running a little late, but that's okay. He's going to join us in segments two and three for what else? Our keys to victory. Plus, as always, I make my prediction for week seven as I'm three and three on the year. I'm trying to get above 500 But a quick reminder to subscribe on YouTube and make sure you follow wherever you get your podcast. Make Locked on Bengals your first listen each and every day. I know so many of you do. So shout out to you if you already do. And if not, or if you're new, uh, just a reminder that we're the only daily Bengals podcast out there. What we're going to do in segment one here, we'll get to some injury updates. I'll give you a a couple quick thoughts on the game because uh, Marlon Humphrey praised Jamar Chase, and uh, th- that's one of the the many storylines, right? How do the Bengals use and, and deploy these receivers against a, a defense and a secondary that held Justin Herbert and the Chargers to just six points last week? So we'll dive into that, but let's start with injuries. And as always, we're recording this on Thursday, so these injuries uh, will fly through them, and they could change. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll see the Bengals' official injury report and uh, only a couple out on uh, Thursday. And Jalen Davis out with an ankle. Tyler Shelvin out due to an illness. But the good news, Chris Evans dealing with a hamstring injury. He was limited. Trey Hendrickson dealing with a shoulder. And we talked to him on Thursday. And one, if you're made available to the media, you're playing. <laughs> they don't risk it if it's borderline. Uh, very rarely is that the case. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, I guess, was a, an exception earlier this week before he got ruled out for the Browns uh, on Thursday night or for Thursday night's game. Either way, though, Trey Hendrickson said it was uh, routine maintenance and didn't seem concerned at all about his shoulder. Trey Hopkins was back at practice um, after being out on Wednesday, his normal, essentially his normal rest day on Wednesday. He's back in the good news Samaj P. Ryan came off of the COVID-19 reserve list. And so the, the Bengals, he, he was limited on Wednesday, but he'll be back and, and potentially active um, for the Bengals this Sunday in Baltimore. And Josh Tupau, Jake Lisko's boy, was uh, back after missing Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. Ricardo Allen was a, a full participant. Jackson Carmen practiced in full. And uh, Mike Thomas, Clark Harris, both back in um, Joe Burrow, by the way. Uh, was practicing like he uh, always does. And, you know, he hasn't talked to the media, but he's good to go. So so there's no real concerns there. I'm going to briefly go over the Ravens injuries um, and, and really uh, only a couple that, you know, that, that are noteworthy-ish. Latavius Murray missed again. I think he couldn't be out this week. Sammy Watkins out again. Uh, I think he could be out this week. Outside of that, 
you know, Alejandro Villanueva, you expect him to play. Bradley Bozeman, you expect him to play. Brandon Williams is going to play. Tavon Young is going to play. Jimmy Smith, Justin Houston. So uh, not a ton there on the injury front. Obviously, the the Ravens are going to be without Ronnie Stanley. They're missing a bunch of guys that have been hurt before, but they're not dealing with a ton uh, of injuries at this moment on their injury report. That being said, uh, one of the matchups and one of the key matchups on Sunday is going to be Jamar Chase versus Marlon Humphrey. And will Humphrey shadow Chase? Is he going to go one-on-one against the Bengals rookie receiver? It would make a lot of sense, right, that he does that. I'm not sure. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, and we talked uh, on the crossover earlier this week, and it was one of those things, you know, Kevin's like, yeah, you could do that, but he might match up better against T. Higgins. And so that's the concern. If, if you're the Bengals, you don't know. And to me, I'm not that concerned overall. The the unknown is is kind of a worry, but the overall, like if Marlon Humphrey is, is shadowing Chase, okay, well, either Tyler Boyd's going to get open, T. Higgins is going to get open, or maybe Chase just wins that matchup. And that that's something I think we really need to start talking about, right, uh, is, is Chase getting double cover, getting these number one corners. And not only that, uh, you know, because Marlon Humphrey will be the best cornerback he's played all year if he does get shadowed by him. But him handling business against those guys, like I'm confident that Chase can have his fair share of wins against Humphrey, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the game. And Humphrey's going to be poking at the ball and trying to knock it out. And that's something else to pay attention to. Another key matchup in, you know, we'll get into keys to the game, but is how they guard Mark Andrews. And Jesse Bates told me on Thursday that, yeah, they are going to guard him one-on-one at times. He thinks that Bates – or he thinks that he's going to be able to uh, to do it and, and be faced with Andrews. And so that's that's tough. And he said it's not going to just be him. So I would assume Von Bell will be matched up against him sometimes. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Chidobe Awujie at times. That was the case last week against TJ Hawkinson. So really interested to see how this Bengals offense handles – everything or Bengals defense, excuse me, handles everything that the Baltimore offense is going to throw at them from Lamar Jackson to everything in between, because you know, it's, it's such a challenge going up against a guy like Lamar. And I get it. You know, it's, as far as uh, you know, he doesn't have a number one and I've talked about that, but Marquise Hollywood Brown has played great so far. Rashad Bateman, their first round pick is back. And Mark Andrews has been dominant. And I think Lamar Jackson is just playing at a borderline MVP level. So there's a lot of factors here that go into this matchup. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Bengals can hand Lamar Jackson his first loss playing the, the Bengals as a starter. He's 5-0, and which is just insane to me. One guy that beat Lamar in college when he was at Wake Forest is Jesse Bates. And Bates talked about the confidence he has in this defense to go out there and slow down Lamar Jackson after going 0-5 against him throughout his career. Because me and Vaughn um, are watching some extra film together um, because a lot of the communication is coming from me and Vaughn, um, just like any other week, but it's a little bit more um, extreme this week. Um, but yeah, just watching film and, and watching last year's game, me and Vaughn are like, how, why are we reacting like that? Like, why are we doing those things? So, um, 
you know, we have a better feel for it, not just the coverages that we're running, just the offense itself, um, or what they're trying to do and how they're trying to um, hit us. Yeah, I, I, it, it makes a ton of sense, right? They have a better feel for it. They're ready for it, hopefully, and they have the personnel to match it, at least to a degree. That's the thing, the personnel part of it. So scheme, 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 but it's going to be hard to slow down Lamar Jackson. And one quick note, uh, Puka Williams played Lamar in practice on scout team, but he can't throw the ball. <laughs> and so they, uh, I think they've found uh, someone else. They didn't say who, but Puka Williams nearly threw an interception to Jesse Bates, but uh, struggled throwing the ball. So, uh, you know, he's got some quick twitch and to him and stuff like that, but certainly not at uh, Lamar's level throwing wise, which is uh, obviously a, a big reason why Jackson is so special. And he is, I mean, he's such a great player and we've seen it uh, so far this season. Up next, Jake Lisko joins the show and we get into our keys to victory in my prediction right around the corner. But first a word from bet online, because Look, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Whether it's Bengals, Ravens, whether it's uh, you know any team you could think of in the NFL, any matchup that you want to wager on. Maybe you think the Cardinals are going to stay undefeated. Maybe you think Kyler Murray is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Dak Prescott should be comeback player of the year, not Joe Burrow. Whatever the wager is that you're looking to make, you can make it at Bet Online. So go there now and check out their new updated website or sign in on your mobile device. And when you do use promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. It's free money. Use bet online. Jake does. I do. You should too. Betonline.ag promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Bengals and Ravens on Sunday at m and Bank Stadium. And my good buddy, our co-host here at uh, on the Locked On Bengals podcast, he made it. Jake Lisko is here Man, I, I know your flight was delayed, but geez, this is a, a virtual conversation. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to make it on today's show. I haven't been on a plane in over a week, James. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just me making things up like, uh, you know, you <laughs> tripping tripping or hitting a lamp. You knocked over a lamp while you attempted to do the gritty. But uh, you'll never admit to that. So that's okay. So instead of, uh, of talking about your lamp or, or dancing skills, your broken lamp, Let's uh, let's talk to about Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and this offense against the Baltimore Ravens. This is our our keys segment, which we do each and every week on our final uh, show before uh, you know the the matchup. And um, obviously, this is a huge game for Joe Burrow to show, uh, like we talked about on the crossover yesterday, that he mentally can deal with what the the Ravens do defensively. That's absolutely the number one thing right is is how does joe burrow bounce back from the first time he played against don wing martindale's defense and the first time i think 
going against a Martindale defense is, is generally the hardest and, and young QBs, like he knows how to make life hard on young QBs. He knows how to show you things you haven't seen before. He hasn't put on tape before or how to make things look one way and then do something different. And he's got a mostly veteran unit over there who can make those kinds of changes on the fly. So I'm sure he's going to try to do it again. But Joe Burrow, a year older, a year wiser, and a year more experienced, not quite a year more experienced, but you get the idea, has seen a lot more in the NFL than he had the first time the Bengals played the Ravens. So Joe Burrow should 100% be better. It's just a question of, is he better enough to go toe-to-toe with a Baltimore offense that has started to figure out the passing game, as we talked about with Kevin yesterday, and we've seen it as teams have taken away the Ravens running game. And, and that's really it is do they handle free rushers better? So the offensive line, I don't remember in the last few weeks, a free rusher coming up the A or B gap. And that means the offensive line has figured out their communication on that. They've had free rushers on the outside. Usually those are the quarterback's responsibility. So, uh, you know, we talked about one play extensively with Mike yesterday or on Wednesday Tuesday, whenever that show was about the free rusher. So like, can that mistake get eliminated? Can staring down a safety get eliminated? And can you play more consistently as well as you're playing outside of those few plays where you seem to have those mental lapses? And if those mental lapses do happen, then like, let's not make them kill you, right? Like throwing a near interception or taking yeah. a sack in, in the red zone when you can throw the ball away, which that wasn't a free rusher to be clear. Riley Reef tripped or gave up a quick pressure, but you know, can, can you minimize those mistakes? Can, can you do, uh, you know, can, can you keep your team in the game in situations where things could get away from you? If that makes sense. Yep. It does. <clears throat> and that's, that's such a key, especially early to me, because the crowd's going to be crazy. It's not going to be like Detroit. And the crowd got loud at times in Detroit, but this is going to be a different animal, as we know, with the Ravens and uh, in what it's like playing in Baltimore. And so it's not just Burrow. Like, that is the the start. But the key in general, and now it's a theme, it's three weeks. We might as well just record it. And we obviously record the show. Just going to take me talking about how this offense needs to get off to a quick start and maintain it. And that's the thing. I don't want like a, an opening score and then you punt four straight times with an interception and, because then your defense is going to be worn out with all the pressure that Lamar Jackson and company, and we'll get to that, is going to apply on them uh, by the, high, the time halftime rolls around. So I, I don't know. I don't want to put a number on it, but sustained drives with a couple explosives in there in a perfect world. And hopefully if the Bengals are being blitzed 40% of the time, Burrow is smart enough to diagnose it and, and figure it out. But it isn't just on Burrow. Like, I, I think that leading into – I just go back to last year before week five when they go to Baltimore and get their head kicked in. All the talk was, oh, we're going to be ready for the blitz. We're going to be ready for the blitz. And I, I get it. A lot of it was on Burrow. Well, n- now we're going to see he's more experienced. He's more seasoned. Can this coaching staff, along with Burrow – put together a game plan that's that's ready to go against this Ravens defense. And this is where that fun fact from earlier this week, will, will it continue? Will, will the Bengals continue to run the ball more frequently than the Ravens? And I'm talking <laughs> in, I mean, this is an overall stat. So maybe the Bengals have had more, more garbage time 
than the Ravens. They certainly had a ton against the Lions, although the Ravens just had a ton against the Chargers, so so maybe not. But um, it'll be interesting to see if the Bengals try to run the ball as much as they have when Joe Mixon's been healthy against the Ravens this week. And, you know, I, I wonder how much of this coin uh, coin flip streak plays into things. We haven't seen the Bengals yet this year where they've had to receive the <laughs> ball first and didn't get the ball on either side of the half. Yep. I mean, how, how much is that going to matter if, if that streak breaks, you know, and, and they don't get to have that opportunity to score on consecutive possessions, which they've done a great job of, but is not entirely within their control. Yeah, that's that's a good point, because if there was ever a time for it to happen, it would be on the road. And if that does happen and the Ravens defer, guess what you can't do? You can't go three and out. <laughs> you can't say, oh, we're just going to give away. That's the possession. That's your before the half possession or after the half possession, right? Excuse me, after the half. So they always score after the half in, in most instances, I believe, if I can remember this right. Certainly in their wins, they've done that. You're going to have to do that on your first possession uh, to kind of counteract it. And, and that's why I, I just hope that game plan wise and prepared wise, this offense looks, there's never something, uh, you know, uh, there's never me or you or someone tweeting out, what are they doing? Like, what, what's going on right now? Or, or you're just scratching your head or you think like, what the hell is, because it seems like there's always a point, even last week in Detroit, there certainly was in that first half offensively. Can't have that this week. And it's uh, the margin of error is pretty thin. And, and, you know, the other thing, I need someone besides Jamar to do something in, in specifically in obviously Joe Mixon had a big game, Chris Evans. I'll be specific and I'm going to single out two guys and it goes with the, you know, the, the coaching staff and everything. T Higgins, I'm going to need you to, to ball out. I'm going to need you to show up and pretend it's 2020 and that that shoulder is really good. You know, I'm going to talk about Bilt Bar in a second. Maybe he could grab a Bilt Bar, get that shoulder going right. Um, and then, you know, Tyler Boy, I can't have Tyler with one reception. And I don't think it's just his fault. You know, I think there's a lot that goes into it. But this could be like a, like if the Bengals win, I think Tyler Boyd probably has like eight receptions and has four third down conversions. And they have three really long clock sucking drives that just eat the eat the clock take the air out of the ball and completely soak the the crazed fans of baltimore uh just all the energy out of the stadium so i I think those two guys really need to step up of course you want big plays from chase but those other two guys i'll be paying attention to as well how about how about another 10 target game for chase while we're at it right like have a nice game t higgins have a nice game tyler boy but like how about not just four catches for Jamar. Like let it, let him maybe take over the way AJ used to, you know, really win these games at times in the Andy Dalton era when Andy Dalton and AJ green gave the Ravens fits. And I obviously Tyler Boyd has done the same thing, but how great would it be for Jamar to, to get off on that right foot as well? Yeah. He's been so damn good. Yeah. I, I'm not against that, it, but I, I think you can do both. Right. Like I, I, I think that those guys yeah. can be involved and Jamar still be the one. And it doesn't have to be either or. And I know you think that, too. But I think yeah. some envision it like, oh, well, if Jamar's getting all these targets, well, these guys can't be involved. They absolutely can. And if Jamar's having, you know, 70 yard plays, then you take them. And I think uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where Marlon Humphrey lines up. And, and if it is on Jamar, 
will Jamar win consistently? I think he's capable. We'll see if he can do it. And and Kevin mentioned like that physical matchup is not as good, you know, yeah. that way. So if if it is Marlon Humphrey on Jamar just to try to go strength on strength, can T. Higgins have that breakout game, like you said, and and take that step that that was hyped in the preseason? Uh, that that would be really uh, lovely to see. Coming up next, let's talk about the keys when the Bengals defense is on the field. Going to be just as important and that's what we're where we will finish up this week before the ravens game the key to getting me on the field and out there in baltimore because you know i'm going to be traveling there on friday is built bar built bar is the number one protein bar on the planet it's taking everything in me right now not to crush this cookie dough chunk bar right here mid show mid ad read but i'm a professional so i'm not going to do that and if you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard me talk about Built Bars, the thing that makes them special, they taste amazing. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar. So it's not chalky. It doesn't feel like you're eating a veggie bar or anything like that. It tastes great, <clears throat> but it's the macros that make them special. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. So whether you like German chocolate or cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, there's something for everyone. Check them out right now at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Again, for 15% off, use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of Locked on Bengals brought to you by McDonald's. And look, McDonald's, it's not just a place where you're going to get great food right where you're going to get amazing chicken nuggets or awesome double quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, that tastes so good. I might have to have one of those bad boys at the airport before I head to Baltimore this weekend. And look, it doesn't matter if you're coming home from a little league game, if you're coming home from a cross country meet, which is something I always stopped at McDonald's in high school after my cross country meet. There's something for everyone. So check them out. They're everywhere. You know that. You can order on their app. You can order in the drive-thru or you can go in the old-fashioned way. And whether it's a Happy Meal or my double quarter pounder with cheese, you can get it only at McDonald's. And as always, I'm loving it. James, we're going to talk about the keys for the defense. Starts Mm -hmm. and ends with, with Lamar with some window dressing for, you know, Mark Andrews, as we discussed with Kevin yesterday, Hollywood Brown getting yep. loose deep, can't blow coverages and all that. But yep. the the Ravens right now, the way you beat the Ravens is somehow Lamar Jackson doesn't kill you. And Lamar Jackson has killed the Bengals for his entire career. He has 5-0 and against them. They outscored him. I think it was 67 to six or something in that range last year in the two matchups. And outside of this coaching staff's first matchup against Lamar in 2019, I think it was 23 uh, 17. It, it's been rough. And, and even last year, that week five game, Lamar was kind of dinged up and they still just kicked their tail 27 to three. So it, it hasn't just been Lamar, but. I expect this offense to be better. Everyone should expect the offense to be better than it was last year in that week five matchup. So that means that the defense is going to have to continue to do what it's done this season. Unfortunately, there's literally no one on the planet like Lamar Jackson. He's just a freak in trying to contain him. And the thing that 
that worries me a little bit, Jake, is he's throwing it more. He's pushing the ball down the field. He's extending plays instead of running. And it's not like he takes a, bu- a bunch of big hits anyway. So a key for me on defense, and you could say this any week, but I think especially this week, it, I, I can't realistically say, oh, I want Sam Hubbard to get eight sacks. Like that's just – that's dumb to even say. I want the interior of this defensive line to just wreck the game. Just have so much success pushing that pot, pushing up the middle, making Lamar uh, uncomfortable and, and pushing pressure right into his lap. And could he still win that way? Absolutely, because he's a freak. But I, I think that's probably key one. DJ Reader, BJ Hill, hopefully Josh Tupo if he plays um, in, in company, Larry Oak and Joby, just doing what they do. That's a, a very tall task, to be fair. And and oh, yeah, the Ravens interior has been okay. Bradley Bozeman, we mentioned, uh, didn't practice yesterday. So we'll see what kind of shape he's in. Or didn't practice two days ago, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this. If you're listening on Friday, he didn't practice on Wednesday. So uh, maybe they're a little bit injured in there. But it's not like the Bengals have the Geno Atkins of this defensive line right now, right? Like Larry Ogunjobi has flashed that at times, but he's not Gino, right? And so it's it's a tall task. And the other thing is, is without Joseph Osai, who I think will be instrumental in this matchup in the future if he's who we think he is, and that that relentless engine and his athleticism and his, you know, energy, can can the Bengals' defensive ends contain? Because they don't have a ton of speed there. Trey Hendrickson has some but not a ton of speed. Sam Hubbard doesn't have a ton of speed. Cam Sample doesn't have a ton of speed. Khaled Kareem not back this week. So while Sam Hubbard can be really good against the run in general, can they contain? And it's impossible, but but uh, it's impossible to do the entire game, I mean. But can they do it at a reasonable level? Because the defense behind them, you're limited in what you can do against Lamar Jackson. You can't play too much man against Lamar. Because if you do and you turn your back to him, he's going to take off and then then he's gone. He's 50 yards downfield and Nick Vigil's tripping over himself six times on a play. And and so, uh, I mean, that might happen in zone too from time to time because Lamar is who he is. But he limits what you can do. So you have to be incredibly disciplined. And the Bengals aren't getting a huge amount of pressure right now. So they're going to have to do it for a long time and continue to be uh, I, I feel like I've said this a lot lately, that defense at the sum is greater than its parts, where mm-hmm. despite having some holes, they have some dudes at every level. And uh, hopefully that's enough to try to slow this offense down. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you, you look at each level and you're right. There are dudes. There are guys that, you know, uh, can be concerning. And this would be a hell of a week for Jesse Bates, by the way, to make a couple big plays downfield where Lamar thinks he has Hollywood Brown and he launches at 60 yards and, oh, there's 30 with a huge pick. Who knows, right? Um, but the other thing, Lou Anarumo and Bengal Sands has praised him a ton. And obviously there's a big difference uh, pressure-wise this year than other years. We spent a lot of this week talking about Joe Burrow and pre-snap. Maybe you try to confuse Lamar some. And I know they're going to try, but hopefully that works. Hopefully you're able to disguise things with these veterans and guys like Larry Ogunjobi, who's played against Lamar and he knows it firsthand. Mike Hilton, who's played against Lamar and knows it firsthand, right? Like these guys know 
uh, what they're going to have to deal with on Sunday. And I think that that helps a lot. Plus, you know, a, a lot of the other players on this team were on the team last year, you know, Logan Wilson, right. Who knows uh, what it's going to be. So that experience hopefully helps them in what they decide to do and what they decide to, to disguise because, you know, the Bengals can confuse Lamar too. I, I think Joe Burrow pre-snap is uh, as good as most quarterbacks, or, or one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and they ask him to do a lot of that. Maybe you could confuse Lamar a little bit and force him into a mistake. And even if he does make a mistake, by the way, he might get out of it because he's such a freak. But you want to see it. You want to make him get out of it with that freakish athleticism. Yeah, try to dictate right as much as you can. I don't know if it'll work because the Ravens' offense is what it is, and maybe you just can't do it. And and you try to dictate, and you get burned. You you know, you try to say, hey, we're sending pressure, and then Lamar gets out of outside, extends the play, and you know, whatever their zero beater is. And, and he somehow beats your zero with his legs and then extends a play. And, you know, who, who knows? But the Ravens at home this year, currently in the middle of a four-game homestand, by the way, which is... Yeah, I know. How lucky a, is that? A bizarre scheduling quirk. And not only do they have this four-game homestand... They have homestand, a bye too. They, they don't have any road trip greater than two games. So I'm just complaining about a favorable schedule for the Ravens here a little bit. But... In their home games this year, they've scored 36, 31, 34 points against the Chiefs, Colts, and Chargers. So some, some defenses there that, to be fair, are not very good. Uh, but they're putting up points in, mm-hmm. in massive quantities at home. Yeah. So big test for this Bengals defense. We talked about the test against the Packers. At least they got the Packers in Paul Brown Stadium, right? And maybe there was some level of... of crowd impact on that offense although Aaron Rodgers ultimately did get his they, they did an okay job of limiting the points so it'll be interesting to see if, if the Bengals can apply any any of those lessons maybe to take from the Denver game for example uh, where the Ravens only scored 23 points on the road and apply them this week the other trend that I notice when I look at the the Ravens this year is in games where they're big favorites they're not doing so well. They were seven and a half point favorites against the Lions and barely won that game on a record setting field goal. They were seven and a half point favorites against the Colts. They needed a comeback in that game to win 31 to 25. And they're six and a half point favorites this week, James. We talked about it a little bit with Kevin yesterday, started to hint at it. Do you buy the six and a half points? Are you taking the the upset bait here as the Bengals try to make a statement or what do you think is, as we get your prediction to, to break your 500 streak or your 500 record in week seven, three and three on the year. And uh, it's, it's been a long week, but I feel good about where I'm at right now with this prediction. So we'll see if I can get to four and three and uh, let's start with this. I think because he's just a big bleeping smart football genius and he's got a guy in Jamar Chase who's going to burn 44 Marlon Humphrey on Sunday and I do think that's going to happen by the way Uh, I think this offense is going to play pretty well overall and I think that they're going to put up points I think they're going to tie their second highest scoring output of the season and uh, and that's 27 points back in week one against the Vikings unfortunately you just rattled it off 30 plus 30 plus 30 plus uh, the Ravens at home this year. And really, that's kind of my mark. I, I I talk about 30 plus and can you get there? And that's 
that's part of it. And, and I think in some matchups against particular quarterbacks, you know, the Patrick Mahomes is, I think Kyler Murray so far is playing in that stratosphere. Uh, Justin Herbert, certainly not there yet. Guys like that, not there yet, but uh, Joe Burrow, not there yet. But sometimes you just got to score 30 plus to have a shot, even if your defense is good. I think that's one of those. This is one of those weeks. Lamar Jackson is a freak. I've uh, I, I've come to 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 terms with that, that the Bengals didn't draft him when I wanted them to back in 2018. And he's going to continue to haunt them because he's going to improve to six and oh on Sunday. Ravens 31 Bengals 27. It's close. They they cover the six, the six and a half, depending on when you got the, the spread at bet online. But uh, unfortunately, Bengals fans, I have Cincinnati going on the road and losing to Baltimore by four points. And if if that happens, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how we get to that point. Uh, Just to take, for example, the Ravens only scored nine points in three quarters against the Colts. And they ended up winning that game 31 to 25 in overtime. So is it something like that where, you know, you, you can't quite finish the game because you have to finish the game. You you can't. This is one of those teams. You can't leave them time because they've proven yeah. this year that they can be explosive in a blink. And and they've got Rashad Bateman back. So we'll see how that go, uh, how that goes. That's a kind of receiver that I don't think that Lamar's really had yet. So we'll see how it goes. This is a. A big test for the Bengals. I know we say this a lot. I think we're going to learn something about this team, and we're going to learn something about this team again when they play Baltimore later in the season. And I'm excited to see if all these defensive pieces they've brought in can can be a significant improvement. I'm excited to see how Joe Burrow does in his second go at it with Don Wink Martindale and see how he improves this year. So a lot of fun barometers to measure in this Baltimore Bengals game coming up this weekend. And we'll be there to cover it. James is going to Baltimore. We'll have your post-game show after the game on Sunday. Until then, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.